0: As always, it's so good to be with you today, and thanks for bringing the sunshine with you. Beautiful day, isn't it? I'll tell you, it really picks you up, doesn't it? Well, as promised, I shared last week, uh, I shared a few golden nuggets, you might call them, from a book that I'm reading and reflecting on right now. It's called Wisdom from the Garden. Wisdom from the Garden. Now, a couple years ago, I did Wisdom from Dogs, and now we're going to do Gardens here for a couple weeks Uh, particularly as we are in this wonderful spring season. Let me give these to you. Think about them. No matter what changes take place in the world, nothing ever seems to disturb the face of spring. Isn't that true? Here's one. This one comes from my favorite saint, St. Francis de Sales, who says, Bloom where you're planted. Boy, there's a piece of wisdom, isn't it? And then here's another one. You're only here for a short while. Stop to smell the roses along the way. Let me ask you, have you smelled any roses lately? Have you done that? Have you stopped to just take time to do that? Well, we had our uh, May procession with school this week. We've got tons of roses. After mass, stop by and take a smell and be lifted up and be encouraged. Well, this this, uh, week's second reading focuses on the activities that occur in the place that's affectionately known as heaven. And how our hearts are stirred, moved, you might call it, within us when we hear God say the word, and he says it more than once, new. He says the word new. He says, let there be a new heaven, let there be a new earth, let there be a new city, let there be a new resurrected people. And at his voice command alone, The Lord Almighty speaks into existence the new order of things as they will be for all eternity. That's pretty powerful, isn't it? Powerful voice command. You know, we like to say to Siri, turn on the music, or Siri, what do I do about this? But uh, God just said, his voice command just creates things out of nothing. Well, can God do that? Can he? Is he capable of doing that? Well, of course he can do that. Absolute. Look at you. You're here. He created you, didn't he? Well, sure, And this beautiful place that we're in. Uh, God can make things happen just at the command of his voice. But the thing that's most important of all about heaven, and we'll hit on it in just a moment, is this. God will literally walk in our midst. He will walk in our midst, and we shall see him face to face. Isn't that what the scriptures teach us? we will see God face to face. So, uh, heaven's this beautiful place. What I'd like for us to do this morning in a couple of moments is to reflect upon what else John has to teach us about heaven and what heaven is going to be like. The first thing that we see in John's vision of heaven is that the inhabitants are utterly amazing. They're utterly amazing. Well, here's what happens. Um, At the second coming of Christ, see, Jesus told us he's coming back again. And at his second coming, his second return, those who have died in Christ and whose bodies now lie in a state of rest, they will be resurrected. They will be resurrected like Jesus' body was resurrected on Easter morning through the power of the Holy Spirit. You know, God will raise us up. And with a new body, and once the resurrected body and the soul meet Jesus in the air, they will be reunited once again, and the person that God has created us to be will be made whole. And then from there, we will go on to dwell forever with God in the new city. Doesn't that sound neat? Well, listen to how the inhabitants, or as Paul calls them, the citizens of the new city are described. They're not subject to death, pain, tears, sorrow, disease, and sickness. Not subject to heart attacks, cancer, strokes, depression, panic attacks, and Alzheimer's. Not subject to worries and cares, stress, and anxiety. You know, in the world we live in today, it's hard to believe that such a place exists, doesn't it? But it does. That's the reality of life. It does because God loves us so much. You know, I can remember as a kid reading fairy tales, and it said what? And they lived happily ever after. Well, we don't hear that, that phrase used a lot anymore, but guess what? In heaven, you will live happily ever after. It's a fact it's guaranteed. So I don't know about you, but as far as I'm concerned, this really, as I think about heaven, it makes me want to be counted as one of its citizens, its inhabitants. The second thing that John shows us in the, in the reading today is that in heaven, community is everything. It's everything. Uh, in the new city, community is lived out as it was meant to be, uh, as God intended it for it to be. And now with the old order, it says, as the old order of way of doing things is done away and the new order has come into being, there shall be community, there shall be harmony, there shall be oneness in our midst, meaning this, in heaven... There's no more jealousy, conflict, fear, power, power struggles, anger, division, road rage, hatred, being judgmental of others and envious. In heaven, there's no more factions, no more wars, starvation, turmoil, greed, dominance, corruption, impurity, and cynicism. All those things are done away with and they live happily ever after. In heaven, people would love others as Jesus loved us, as we heard in the Gospel reading today. Uh, Everyone is a friend. There's no enemies in heaven. Everybody's a friend. And we, we worship together, we eat together, we play together, we serve together, all those kinds of things. That's the beauty of the place that we're headed. That's the beauty of the place that God has established for you. So I don't know about you, but all this really makes me want to belong to that community. Now, St. Albert the Great is one of the tight, tightest-knit communities I've ever seen. It truly is a loving, caring community. It's one of the best. I mean, I'm, And I'm not prejudiced on this one. It just is. Love flows from everywhere, but in heaven, it'll even be greater. And that's hard to imagine, isn't it, when you think about what we have here at St. Albert the Great. But that's, we shouldn't be surprised because that's Jesus' love for us. Well, I'd like to leave you with one quick takeaway as it's in regard to one of the most important questions that you'll ever ask yourself. Maybe a question you'll ask yourself right now. And here it is. If I died today, would I go to heaven? Have you ever asked yourself that question? Well, I hope you have. If I died today, would I go to heaven? Now, if you look in the 14th chapter of John, it's uh, those are verses that I use almost uh, exclusively at funerals because Jesus gives the apostles, the apostles some encouraging words. Uh, he had told them he was leaving them, and they were depressed about that. You know, they lived with him and walked with him. But what did he say? He said, it's good for you if I go because I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit. One thing, that be, will be here to comfort you. Also, I'm going to prepare a place for you, <clears throat> a place where that you can come where I am, where the Father is, and where the Holy Spirit is. That's the place. And I'm going to come back and take you to be with me. See, you love me. Jesus says, you love me, and because you love me, I'm going to come back and take you to be with me. But I was sort of taken aback uh, a couple of, a bit about six weeks now. One of the daily mass readings, it really hit me hard, actually. I've read it, but it never stuck with me. But this time, it did. I don't don't know why, but it really did. But uh, here we see in John 14, Jesus with his disciples that he loved, saying to them, I'm going to come back and take you to be with me. But in this situation, it's earlier in the Gospel of John, Jesus is having it out, so to speak, with the, some of the Pharisees. See, some of the Pharisees hated Jesus. They, they didn't like Jesus, let alone love Jesus, that's for sure. But uh, in the conversation, Jesus says this to them twice. He says, you will not be coming where I'm going. I'm going somewhere, you can't come. You can't come to this place. And uh, what's he saying? And I had to really sit back and think about that. Because uh, that's very, it's totally opposite. You know, you can come, you love me. You can't come, you hate me. Well, think about it. I think that's a question that we all need to ask ourselves today. Uh, what's he saying? Jesus is saying this. If you can't love me now, if you can't love me today, if I don't make a difference in your life today, why would you want to go to heaven? Well, you know, if you think about it, that's a good question. If you don't love me now, well, what makes you think you'd love me in heaven? Why would you want to go to heaven? Because heaven is where my kingdom is. This is. This earth is not my kingdom. My kingdom's in heaven, the kingdom of God. And in the kingdom of God, it's all about love. It's all about love of father, son and the holy spirit and it's but it's with greater intensity. So why would you want to come? Well, that's a good question. But it leads to one other thought as we as we contemplate this question of do I really am I really going to heaven? And it's this. What makes heaven heaven? You know, what makes heaven heaven? Now, I've described to you some of the beauties beautiful attributes, uh, some of the amenities that are in heaven, uh, they're great. <laughs> you know, and there's a lot more. We, we can't begin to comprehend everything that's in heaven, but that's not what makes heaven heaven. See, those kinds of things oftentimes are things that we look to because we want them. You know, we want to have those things. We want to we live in those types of environments. But that's not what makes heaven heaven. What makes it heaven is this. It's where we love the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. See, that's where they are. That's their kingdom. And because we love them here on this earth, we want to go be with them in the next place that we have to go to today. So just sort of coming full circle to that, Uh, If I died today, would I go to heaven? Well, here's maybe, here's a better question. What does Jesus mean to me today? What does he mean to me today while I'm still here on earth? Do I love him with my heart? Do I love him with my being? In my heart, have I chosen today while I live here to live, to love Jesus each and every day to the degree that I am knowledgeable and capable of doing? That's the question. Because otherwise, you know, if you don't love him here, why would you love him there? You know, it's just more of the same. Something to think about. Well, I'd like to leave you with one thought for reflection today. As we eagerly look for our Lord's return, reflect upon the recent words of Pope Francis. He said this. I am traveling in life to meet Jesus, and this meeting will make me happy forever. In the meantime, I will grow in holiness, and I will help others to find and make the journey as well. Thank you, Holy Father. God bless all of you.